0: We're in hospital. Nothing to worry about. So what's that? I've encountered it before. They kill. It's going to
1: kill us all, well, isn't it? I'm trying to imagine the answer to the question, but I can't quite see the solution. Welcome back, everyone. This is Discussing Who, and on this episode, we are going to be discussing the Saranga Conundrum, which, if you think about it, is a conundrum in itself, trying to not get tongue-twisted saying that. (laughs) And the reason I say that is because I just got uh, tongue-twisted. And who am I that gets tongue-twisted? Kyle Jones. And joining me always on this podcast, Mr. Lee Shackleford.
0: Lee, how are you? I am well. I'm well and uh eager to talk about this episode with you guys. Well, we're glad that you're happy and glad to be
1: here and ready to talk and welcoming back always Clarence Brown. Clarence,
0: how are you?
2: Doing great, man. Uh rocking the vote and ready to review. <laughs>
0: cool. Yeah, it is it is elec- it is midterm election day as we
2: <laughs> record
0: this. So uh, yeah. 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 We've all been out to vote. Yep. And you know what? Regardless of
1: Which way your vote may swing and which way you voted, you voted, and we hope you did, and you were able to exercise your voice. If you're listening to us sometime in the future and there's no such thing in the infinity of the future (laughs) that you're listening to, well, this is what we did in 2018.
0: So there you go it was It was awesome, yeah you should bring it back <laughs>
1: there you go, exactly, so before we get into the news, I just want to make a uh take a moment actually and say that we want to thank anyone listening to this podcast. We thank you for listening, and we hope that you subscribe to the show using your favorite podcast player. We also invite you to participate in the discussion, and how can you do that? Simply record an audio clip on your smartphone or computer and send it to us at host at discussingnetwork.com. Again, that is host at discussingnetwork.com. Or, if you like, you can leave us a voicemail at 805 850 dwho which is also 3946. So guys, are you ready to get into the news? Yeah. All right. It? So my first thing that I have for us on the news is Christmas. Are we getting a Christmas episode or not? What's up with it? Have you, have you guys been hearing that we may not be getting a Christmas episode?
0: I have, um, from the mirror, the daily mirror and from the sun, which, um, my my friends in the UK say are neither of which are sources to always be trusted. But uh, uh, do we do we have an official uh, like a press release from the BBC yet about that? Or I do don't think so. Um,
1: now the rumor that I've heard is we may not be getting a Christmas, but we may instead be getting a New Year's episode.
0: I did see that as well. Yes. Yeah.
1: Mm. So and I don't I don't have a problem with that. I. Mm. What do you think, Good. Clarence? Would you rather see a Christmas than, I mean, a New Year's rather than a Christmas? I think the
2: New Year's would be something different. So let me ask you guys this: Are the weeks falling just right to where the last episode would be a Christmas episode, or are the weeks just way off right now? Five weeks left. I guess I could do it yeah. right. in my head. Right. <laughs> it's not five weeks to Christmas. I hope. Yeah. So. yeah.
1: If yeah. I remember correctly, I think we have two to three weeks after the finale between then
2: and christmas Mm. yeah i don't know i think a new year's would be something different i could see why people still want to have a christmas themed episode you know because it's kind of what we've been doing uh but but maybe it's time to switch it up a bit i don't know
1: Mm. so here's my thing on the new year's episode part of the rumor is that series 12 will not be until 2020. There's also that. If that is the case and we're getting the New Year's episode to say we've similar to uh, the return of Dr. Mysterio, if the point is we're getting an episode in 2019 and that is the only one, then I'm not happy about that, obviously.
2: Mm. So do we know what is the reasoning and why such long hiatuses? And it really puzzles me as seasons get shorter. I guess they've been the same way in the UK for a while now. But even when you come over to America, as seasons get shorter, going from 22, 24 episodes into something more around 10 or 13, you would think that time between seasons would be somewhat condensed. But the fact that we were pushing things out even further now, I know you have considerations like budget and, you know, CG and special effects taking a lot of time to do in certain cases, but it just puzzles me how it seems like seasons are getting stretched further apart while the episode count is not really that much more. Mm, Good point. Lee, what do you think?
0: Uh, I've, I've had the same question and, and part of the rumor that we've been hearing is that, uh, and I don't believe this at all just because of the timing, that people were saying that the that the showrunners have decided not to do a Christmas special because they've run out of ideas. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's it's November. If they had run out of ideas, <laughs> uh, they would have known – you. You don't make TV shows like that, is what I'm saying. You, yeah. um, this decision has been made some time ago, so, uh, so I, don't, I don't buy that part of it. But, um, but could there be, uh, you know, kind of boardroom level meetings at the BBC where they're saying, look, if you want to – this show is really expensive. Yeah. You, know, you, you can do it again. You can do another 10 episodes, but it's going to be a year from now. I I can't imagine that happening.
2: Yeah, I mean, especially when you look at the current episode we're going to review today, and it looks very expensive to make. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and you add in that filming for the new series is not supposed to begin until March, I believe, of 2019. So you do initial, you know, initial Vi- you know not video, but initial what what do you call it mr uh, writer producer <laughs> principal principal photographer thank you, sir. So you yeah. do all of that initially, well, you've still got to go in and add in the music and the editing and the et cetera and so forth, and so on, special effects and all of that, so I could see that potentially you might have an early i would hope twenty twenty but if you're not starting filming until March. Um, The likelihood of a a 2019 series might not be that good, maybe.
0: Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, so much has changed in the way shows are made these days. I mean, I I, I just I was marveling at the the CG in these last two episodes and just thinking about how complex that is. But I also recognize that a lot of my knowledge of this stuff is getting out of date just because the technology is evolving so quickly. So maybe it's not as as labor-intensive as it used to be. I mean, they're not making Jurassic Park. Yeah. It's uh, – you know, it's – so mm. I don't know. Maybe you could start shooting something in March and, and have 10 episodes ready to start airing in, in October next year. I, I, I don't know. Hmm.
1: Well, here's something that I do know. We may not know that, but here's something that I do know. Mm. I think our friend Matthew Kressel and I, in June of this year at Kain Kastabaris, must have been a little bit psychic when we asked Catrin Stewart, would she be interested in participating in Big Finish, because we reported on our last episode that she and Madame Vastra would be involved in a Big Finish story. Well, come this week, uh, Big Finish has announced that the entire postern, how do you, how do you pronounce that? I can never say it right. Peternoster. Thank you, sir. The entire trio of Madame Vastra, Jenny, and Strax will be starring in their own series on Big Finish. So, yay, yay. very cool. And <laughs> yeah, it, it's, awesome. it, it's going to be set in Victorian London during the 12th Doctor's era, and they have finally been reunited, whatever that means. If it means they were separated or if it just means they're returning or coming to Big Finish, Um they will be... In a, in a, uh, see beginning in 2019 with sets going into 2020. So there's, I believe, four sets of four stories, if I'm not mistaken, starring all three of them. So kudos.
0: Yeah. And, and obviously a break for, um, oh dear, what's the, uh, the actress name who plays, uh, Madame Vestra? Uh, Neve McIntosh. Neve McIntosh, yes. And Dan Starkey that through the miracle of audio, they can do this without having that elaborate uh, prosthesis because uh, we'll know their voices and uh, it'll be Dan there with doing his Strax voice. So,
1: So, Clarence, didn't you get the feeling from talking or listening to her back in June that she pretty much felt, and I think you mentioned this last week that her time on Dr. Who was gone, right? Yes, that's
2: correct. Uh, But you know, even if we don't see her on the show again, which I'm crossing my fingers, I hope that can still happen at some point. Uh, but at least we'll have her in these audio adventures, which this may be enough for me to jump on board to Big Finish and start listening.
1: Cool. Kudos, because I haven't been able to get you on board with Big Finish, even with River Song.
2: <laughs> well, that's your fan, Cal. That's <laughs> that's, your, that's your crush. <laughs>
1: so, look, I will... Um, Give you credit, Clarence, because this next question actually came from a question you asked me in a YouTube video that we did this weekend. And you asked me, what did I think or what were my thoughts of so far we're halfway through the series of Doctor Who, and you asked me, you know, what my thought was. And my initial thought was, oh, I love the new Doctor, and, you know, I'm really, really liking it. But I, I remember saying that it felt like something was missing, and I just couldn't put my finger on it. I just couldn't identify And ever since you asked me that question this weekend, I can't get that out of my head. So I wanted to pose it again to all three of us, uh, and kind of, you know, talk it out. So, here's my question. As you said the other day, we're halfway through the series at this point, and uh, Clarence, I'll begin with you here, and then Lee, I'll let you um, come in, and then I'll, you know, follow back up with it. How happy are you with this first half of the series? What did you like the most, and what, if anything,
2: do you think is missing? Hmm. Uh, i'm I think I'm fairly happy with what we've gotten so far um I think the characters themselves are the th- big appeal to me, which maybe that's what how it should be uh They wanna make me keep coming back and watch and to see what next adventure they're gonna be on so i'm I'm on board with that. I think maybe some of the things or my reservations about the season so far has been some of the writing, um, I'm not even going to call them mishaps, it's just small things I could tweak with the writing to make me a very, very happy camper. Uh, so that's just some of a few misgivings. But I will say after this ep- episode five, I thought that was a really r- well-written episode and probably my favorite. Not to give away our review, but probably my favorite of the season so far. Uh, um. So, so yeah. So maybe some of my misgivings are going to change after we review this episode.
0: All right. So, Lee, what about you? Um. Well, it just shows how arbitrary it is, doesn't it? Because it sounds like Clarence and I both love this episode. And one of the things <laughs> I'm seeing out there on social media is worst episode what? ever. What? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. The the hatred for uh, um, syringa conundrum is deep and intense. Wow. Uh, So, yeah, uh, I know. Right. (laughs) I can't, I can't believe that. I I really, yeah. But I, so it's, it's really hard to, because my short answer really to the question, Kyle, is that I'm, I'm just loving it. I'm, I'm just totally uh, thoroughly enjoying everything in this season. I love this doctor. I, I'm really, you know, we in our episodes here of the show, we've we've acknowledged the things in in some of the script writing. We've said, "Well, that was odd. <laughs> I don't know, don't know why they did that," but you know, it, they're just moments. But they're not fundamental flaws of the series. I'm looking at a Facebook comment here right now where where somebody is complaining, putting current politics in the script now is what's going to kill this show of 60 years. And can't do their math. They're the ones who did it, not the viewers. We want entertainment, not political propaganda, which makes me think they haven't been watching the show yeah. because Dr. Who has always been political and it's always been in favor of social justice causes. So i sorry, but you're wrong. That's not hmm. anyway, but, but they're citing a, uh, a study um, that uh, was in the Daily Mail, well, not a study, but an article in the Daily Mail, That uh, that is sort of uh, chuckling over the fact that the ratings have dropped to 6 million viewers from the series high of 8.2 million viewers, which it sounds like somebody who just really wants to hate this series because holy jumping catfish people, 6 million viewers yeah. right now is, is titanic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so I, I I don't get it. I I don't. <laughs> well, well anyway. So so
1: so here's my thing. You, you know, it sounds like whoever uh, that you're referring to is one of those people who takes a little bit of information and uses it, or or whatever they're reading is is taking a little bit of information and using. Um, cherry picking certain yes. parts of that to use so you use those overnight ratings perhaps but you don't factor in the weekly ratings when you catch up all the people who watched it on dvrs or however other way they may have watched it so what about the people maybe who download it from itunes that don't even or amazon or wherever and never watch it on just
0: broadcast television that's right. That 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 Daily Mail article was comparing the overnights for this one episode to the two week responses and total numbers for uh, previous for any of the previous four episodes. Yeah. That's completely statistically unfair. The the numbers aren't in yet. It's
2: uh,
0: it's just bizarre. But so here's here's my take <laughs> and here's my
1: answer to my own question. Very good. Which is the best thing I can come up with. I like Jodie Whitaker's 13, 13th Doctor. I like the three companions all yeah. in different ways. I don't like, just like I told Clarence the other evening, I don't like the inside of the TARDIS. I like when they first walk in the door, but I feel uh, a little bit, I, I don't know what the word is. I feel claustrophobic is,
0: yes, that's yeah. it. It is. It's, it is dark and cramped in there. It is.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I, I was thinking like, yeah, I remember you said that last time, and I've been thinking like, it doesn't matter too much because they're never there. Yeah, that's true. You'll and notice that is we're true. not in
0: there much. Yeah.
1: That, so. Very good point. Very, very, very good point. Now, the <laughs> biggest thing, and, and, and this is going to sound immensely shallow so shallow warning not spoiling <sighs> shallow yeah. warning do we have a shallow warning that we can send? I don't know but I'll make one yeah. but but Kyle <laughs> is going to sound very shallow very cool. those whee,
0: whee, whee, whee. pants
1: <laughs> trouble me you don't like the pants huh? I can't deal with the pants they 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 distract me because they look so
2: freaking weird wow <laughs> and, and you know what I I don't even think about what she's wearing anymore yeah I don't it, and see, I said I was often.
0: shallow, so there well, you go. That's right.
2: <laughs>
0: At least you know. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know, I, I, I'm right between the two of you, though, because I, I think after having serious misgivings about this 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 costume, um, I've got to where I don't think about it anymore. But there was a moment where she was running around in the corridors of the ship in the, in this episode, where I just went, "Man, I hate those pants." <laughs> see, so you know, just just for a second, but um, I don't know. You know, so I guess our
1: general consensus is we're happy. I guess.
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Cool. Well, let me share something with you that uh, that that, uh, that I promised I would shout out to on on this episode. Um, I, in the um, the Facebook group, uh, one of the many many Doctor Who groups. Um, I saw a comment from a young lady who, uh, I want, I am, I, I poked around enough to try to figure out where she is. I think she's in Hungary. She, she mentions Budapest a lot. And, uh, I'm guessing you pronounce her first name, Sarah. Um, good name. I'm good yeah, Sarah, good name. Yeah. Um, But anyway, I apologize to her if if I'm mispronouncing, but I think she's Sarah Ronai. Anyway, I just wanted to read her whole little note here because I read it and and just kind of punched the air. I said, yes, thank you. Here goes. She said, I really get the feeling that in some ways the series is going back to its roots. I mean, originally the episodes played in the past were supposed to be historical and teach kids about history, as Rosa did. I'm paraphrasing just slightly here, just Tweaking grammar here, but uh, episodes played in the future were supposed to be about science as the Syringa conundrum was. At least this is the feelings I got. For example, when the doctor was talking about the antimatter drive or that they're said in the present, they were about social awareness, like the toxic waste in uh, arachnids in the UK. And I really like that. She said in the latest in the latest seasons, and she means, you know, seasons 10, 9, 8 going back. She said, I didn't feel that we got as much actual history or some of these lessons. It was always the same. The doctor and the companion go to the past, like Victorian London, and some shit happens and the doctor solves it. the companion gets some funny comments. Or they go to the future or another planet and the same shit happens. The doctor solves it in a way that shows that he knows everything and that everybody else is beneath him and the companion has some funny comments to make. Now it feels to me like, I don't know, there is more equality between the doctor and the companions without the companions ever needing to tell the doctor not to shit on them. And I like that the doctor is back to not being omnipotent and not knowing everything. Yes. What do you think? Oh. And I said, wow. I, I wrote her back. I said, Sarah, that is the most cogent description of my own feelings that I've read anywhere. And with your permission, I'd like to read that on the next discussing. who. Ah, yeah. but, very nice. But don't, don't you,
2: don't you think that's right? That, yeah. Um, say yeah. Uh, You know, it's say like maybe we've gotten away from that in new who, but you know, I love that simplicity of you know how the episodes are should be laid out, and that actually gets me excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> hmm.
1: Very well said. Extremely well said, actually. So, yeah, that's off to Sarah. Well,
2: before we move into, well, oh, will go. Ahead. I'm sorry, Clarence. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I just mentioned real quick. You mentioned. Where this doctor is less of the omnipotent, <laughs> you know, I'm the doctor. And yeah. like one of my friends at work today, we were talking about the episode and he said, I haven't got my doctor speech yet. When when am I going to get my doctor speech? He mentioned loving this episode, by the way, that we're going to review. But he's, he said, he says, I'm waiting for my doctor speech. And, you know, I don't know if we'll
0: get it. I we might we done had it. Have we had it? I, I think as close as we're going to get is in uh, is in the woman who fell to earth. Yes, yeah, I, I really do. We're uh,
1: all uh, in, we're we're all capable of the most uh, incredible change. We can stay true to who we are while something to the effect of going to who you want to be. And compliments yeah. to her, I haven't even tried to memorize that yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just I just like the the sort of quick quip. It says, "Yeah, I'm the doctor, you know, sorting out the universe as I go." I, and that's not the exact quote either, but you know, I I'd much rather have that than some of the, the grandiloquence of some of the 11th and 12th speeches. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe 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 your friend is going to get what they're after too, but I I really, I, one of the, I, as a, as a fan of this show for 40 years now, I really was starting to distance myself from it. And one of the reasons was I really got tired of the doctor knowing everything and being able to do everything and being, and and being full of himself and his awareness that all I have to do is say boo and the bad guys go running. That's not interesting to
2: me. And I was so meh. Yeah. yeah, we're going to get into it, but I mean, there's one of these moments in this episode where the doctor just kind of talks out the solution, and we're going to talk about it, but it yeah. got me really excited. I think right. I, I,
0: she tries to do the, <laughs> hey, you don't want to mess with me thing, and Graham says, kind of ignored you there, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> hmm. So it doesn't so, work for the 13th doctor.
1: So let me tell you guys something that I just realized what? and and may help explain what I was missing and may help explain uh, Clarence some of what your friend was missing which is with Moffat's writing Moffat devoted a lot of attention I think to fan service. And what I mean by that is there were t- many times that the doctor would, you know, you would see old pictures or he would look in the mirror and or he would see uh, pictures of former doctors and of course you know we had multi doctor mm-hmm. stories more than once under Moffitt i remember now under rtd while you guys were talking there was not a lot of that fan service of outright connecting doctor to doctor to doctor and maybe what i was missing with chipnol is you don't have that in your face moment of the dalek coming up and saying uh, you know you are the doctor and 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 validating her as being the doctor and maybe mm-hmm. maybe that was what i was looking for was that moment of a companion or someone who knew previous doctors who then acknowledges this doctor as being the same being and and not by not having that, maybe that that's what what I was missing. But you hmm. didn't get a lot of that with RTD.
0: So no, but you did have a moment like that with Eve in uh, in this episode. Yeah. So we'll, yes, we'll get did. to that too. Yeah.
1: Well, one last thing I want to mention before yeah. we and this is really really quick. I just wanted to say thank you to someone before we move on into our review. A gentleman by the name of Chris left a very oh yeah very very and one more extremely very <laughs> nice comment about the three of us on our Facebook page and Chris our collective hats are off to you we Oosh. we are humbled by what you said that was very kind of you we're glad that you're enjoying the show and it is because of people like you that we do what we do so thank you very much that's the truth there's really not much point to it otherwise exactly oh. yeah so, gentlemen, question. Are you ready to get into the the proper review? Into the proper review, yes. All right, good deal. So, for anyone listening, you know what's coming. But if you're brand new to the show, what we do right now is tell you, if you have not seen this episode, put us on pause. Because from henceforth, spoilers. Spoilers.
0: Spoilers.
2: Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers.
1: All right, the spoiler warning has gone out. My one of my favorite parts of the story <laughs> are the episode each and every time, but the spoiler warning has been given, and we are now ready to talk about the Seranga conundrum. Yes. This is the fifth episode of the 11th series of the British science fiction television program we all know as Doctor Who. It aired on the 4th of November, 2018. It was watched, as we've said before, by 6.12 million viewers overnight, and it had mixed reviews from critics (laughs) and people on Facebook (laughs) and and social media. And viewers, yes. So, Clarence, I'm going to start with you on this one. Your initial take. What is it?
2: Oh, man. I think the Pating may be one of the most brilliant enemies. Well, not really enemies. Uh, it's just doing uh, what it does, man. Yeah. Antagonists that we've seen um, in all of New Who. I love the Pating. And I know we're going to get into it, but that's hands down like one of my favorite parts of this episode. And also the doctor. You know, we we talk about talked about it a bit before, but you know, this doctor doesn't know everything. And though she may, she at first it was kind of annoying to me in the first few episodes of how she kind of talked out, you know, what she's going to do. But I have just found that as we get deeper and deeper in the season, her going through this method in her head and talking it out to us oh, that's the right question, Ryan. Nope, Ryan, that's the wrong question. As we continue to go through this season and to see her move through some of these points where she's trying to solve something with her team, I just, I am eating that up left and right. I'm loving it. And yeah, I love this episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Mr. Shackleford. Yeah, I, I uh, as so often happens, I just say, yeah, what Clarence said. Um Shoutouts I noticed in this episode both for fans of the Big Bang Theory and for Futurama, uh, maybe particularly Futurama because uh, I love the Pating also. But like a lot of other people, I said, it's Nibbler (laughs) who does exactly the same kinds of things in uh, Futurama. And of course, uh, Leela's name uh, Futurama is Taranga. And ah. uh, and we get the first quarter of this episode of the doctor saying, Saranga, where do I know that name from? So we have to think that. It's also the episode is called uh, the Saranga Conundrum, and that's the format of uh, all the episode names on oh, the Big Bang Theory. It's always the something problem, the something uh, situation, the something, you know, ah, conundrum. The yeah. Uh, and it's usually a technical term of some kind. So, yeah, the syringa conundrum is, you know, very, uh, to, to me, pretty obviously a, an episode of the Big Bang Theory. But uh, it is uh, for fans of the classic series. This is uh, another one of those tropes that we're familiar with. Uh, my God, there's a monster on the ship, which is alien and, you know, um, a million other things. Uh, and a lot of times the classic series, uh, I, I, I uh, they didn't hold my interest. And maybe it's because they were, you know, they were spread out over six episodes or something like that. But um this makes for a good, compact hour of television. And the threat is is so very real and so very vivid. And we care because we get emotionally invested in all the characters on board. And I, I hope we're really going to dig into that later on. Because to me, it's the characters in this story that made it um uh, a really good, a really good, strong episode. All right,
1: cool. So here's my take. Yeah. Let's just make it a three for three. I absolutely love this story.
0: <laughs> it's great.
1: This, this, this was by far my favorite episode, I think, of the series. Even a little bit in a different way, maybe, from, mm. um, the first episode that introduced these characters. But Clarence, you actually kind of surprised me. For some reason, I did not think you would like the pating. But, oh, I freaking love, I want a pating. Not li- literally, yeah. but I want one of those things. <laughs> where, where would you keep it? I don't know, but I want one. I mean, not like a live one, but you know, like a you know, whenever they make a patine figure or whatever, you want want the plus version. Oh, I yes. yeah, yeah, I want I, yeah. I
0: want one of those things. It needs to be like a like a document shredder or something. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. <laughs> <Instead of them. laughs>
1: or a trash compactor, a
0: trash compactor, at least. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's But seriously, I don't know. And and you know what? They were brilliant in making that because if it has grown men or grown men sitting here saying, I want a patting action figure, right. you can bet that a 15, 10-year-old is going to be wanting it too.
2: Yeah. I'm, and the patting I think, is what makes it so – besides that it's small in stature and the look is pretty cool, I, I love that it's brilliant in its simplicity. You know, it pretty much just does one thing: eat everything. <laughs> um, so, to me, it, I would equate it to maybe the evil version of the poor on Star Wars, or maybe the Doctor Who version of a gremlin. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, its stature does not equal the impact of what this little guy can actually do. Mm-hmm. Very formidable, yet simple. It it just eats,
1: <laughs> and that's it. Yep. That's all. So. You know, when, when I said at the beginning or for anyone listening, we said at the beginning that we were going to kind of, kind of talk about this episode by the characters and kind of grouping them together. The Batang was the first character I wanted to talk about. <laughs> and, and you know, that's what we're doing now. But I mean, I loved that little freaking thing that much because it was, I don't know the design of it from everything and the simpl like you said, Clarence, the simplicity of it, the, The look of it, I mean, just everything, it was just like, it was one of those things that probably was a 50-50. It was either going to work really well or come off really (laughs) cheesy, and it worked really, really well.
2: Yeah, and I love how they were kind of slapsticky when they, when we actually actually diagnosed it on the console, and the computer (laughs) went through all of the bad things about it. It's sort of like those, um so like the end of a, a, a medical commercial or something where they have this pill and then they just lift, list off all the bad stuff, right there, which
0: always end, ends in
2: uh, could cause death. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Threat level chalice. Yeah. S- yeah so did either
1: of you notice anything of the pictures while they were going through
2: looking at all the different things
1: about the patang?
2: Hmm. I didn't notice, but I read that uh, there are pictures of what the Dalek and some more Doctor Who favorites that yes. scroll by pretty quickly. Yes.
1: I mean, and it was literally like you said, Clarence, if it, it was one of those things, if you weren't looking, you wouldn't have seen. Yeah. So we, yeah, we saw the Daleks. We saw, um, our favorites of all favorites, the Slavine. They were there. They showed the silence. They showed the Daleks, the Cybermen. Curious thing though was they showed the Silurians, but the original Silurians, which I found very interesting. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Which actually, Lee, kind of has an interesting connection to you and I because it was the original (laughs) Silurians that we first, uh, we're on a podcast together on, on Podshock. That's right. That's where you and I met. We that was that talking is Talking the Salarians. yeah. Absolutely. So, um, yes, the Pating. I really freaking like the Pating. So I have a question before uh, we get to our next character. So this is a question to both of you. Did you bring your birth buddies
0: with you? <laughs> I thought you guys were my birth buddies. Ah.
1: <laughs> so I didn't know if a birth buddy was a person or was it a... Thing that helped you with the birth. I never figured quite figured Oh, oh that
0: no, that's yeah, true. That is that is a that is a gizmo. Yeah, you're right. Um and um it's it's one of the complaints that I've heard out there about the episode is that we are asked to believe that there's a race that has evolved uh where um there's there are um a, a whole half of the species we imagine they have babies, but they don't have a birth canal. So um how exactly do they deliver these babies? I mean, didn't they all die before uh, before this uh, technology came along? The, to me, that's in the category of you thinking about this too much. Just just have fun with it, okay? They called the birth flap
2: the. Uh, not they call it the birth flap if I remember correctly. Birth sack, yeah, he sack, that, yeah, okay. Yeah, they sack. just said
0: that. <laughs> he, said yeah. he doesn't have any pain sensors, so maybe maybe uh, before the birth buddy came along, people always they always uh, uh, cut each other open or something. But yeah. anyway. 'Cause you know, you gotta do what you gotta do, but um yeah. No, uh no, he, he, he asked uh uh for something and I've forgotten what, what the title was, but uh, Ryan and Graham volunteer bless them to be his
1: uh we, start- we, let's Uh-oh.
0: just say birth buddies. They are his yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but the birth buddy was it was it was was a contraption, that is true. Okay.
1: True. His his birthing companions. How about companions?
0: that? Companions, yes, his his midwives are gonna
1: <laughs> Which which um well, well, I thought that was funny with, uh, Graham talking about. I've seen, uh, must call the, or, or let's call, the, call midwife. the midwife. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so Clarence, what were your thoughts on Yas
2: as his name yeah. was? So yeah. I was wondering maybe if Lee in his, um, fast research on the Internet, <laughs> had he seen people complaining as this being another. Another chance uh, for a criminal to degrade men.
0: <laughs> I, I have not, but I, I have, you know, deliberately stopped torturing myself by reading this stuff. But but surely the, the people who are saying that that's what the agenda of the show is, that's got to be like, oh, my God, now yeah. there's a pregnant man. You know? Yeah. So, sure.
2: But, you know, me, I loved it because I loved how it turned the whole thing of. The the woman staying at home having a baby while the guy goes out there and goes to war or goes to work. Yeah. And we see where Yaz and the doctor are out there fixing the problem, but Graham and Ryan are are, are, are being birth buddies. That's right. <laughs> so um, I just love how we flipped that on his head. Yeah. I I thought that was brilliant.
0: Yes. It yeah. is. It's, it's just refreshing to have a man saying, I can't do this. I can't. <laughs> I, I don't want this to happen. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know,
1: I, I think it made a lot of men watching that, and I could only imagine what Ryan and Graham were thinking when they said, do you want to go witness the birth? Because, again, you only know human physiology and you're thinking, what in the heck is about to happen? Yeah. But on the other part of that, understanding that this is an alien person, you don't know what their physiology is, but from a mental point of view perhaps it makes or it made me think for a second at the ex and, and the expense is not the word i'm looking for but i'll just say the pain in some degree that a woman goes through birthing a human being you know and 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 the beauty slash glory slash whatever so kudos to Anybody that's a mother out there, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
0: <laughs> Indeed.
1: Indeed. So we were talking about the negativity on the, them, their internets. And I have a an app that I use called Flipboard. And I have a Doctor Who stream or whatever you want to call it. And I did, I didn't read it, but I did see an article where the headline was basically once again Doctor Who being PC politically correct and that this character was uh propagating the transgender experience. What? And I'm like, did what? you really not watch <laughs> there was no transgenderness
2: at all in this story? So so yeah, I'd also like to add that I loved how uh Yas was having these reservations about You know, getting getting beyond the birth. You know, can I raise this child? You know, who am I to to be able to support a child? You know, this this is kind of something that just happened, what forty eight hours ago, (laughs) whatever it is, yeah, craziness episode. And women go through that all the time, you know. Mm -hmm. And a guy, as we have witnessed over from the beginning of time, can just run off and leave the woman with the child, and and the woman is left with that responsibility. So. To me, it was cool to see the man have to bear that same responsibility. Uh, I thought it was a good insight and in maybe to someone who doesn't think the proper way that they should be around for the kid as they grow up or whatever. Uh, I just loved how this episode kind of displayed that vulnerability in Yas.
0: Yeah, and I guess it's exactly the thing that some people are complaining about is saying that they they feel that this is um – um This is advancing a political agenda just by having a character who expresses that view and is male. Mm. But yeah, I think you and I, I think the three of us are like, well, isn't that just being fair? (laughs) Isn't, Isn't that just looking at it from somebody else's point of view? I'm sorry if that's objectionable, but yeah, we're just trying to see it from somebody else's point of view. I don't know. I I really liked that. And I especially liked what it all meant to Ryan and and how this uh, hits him at this particular time in his life and the relationship that he has with his father. So uh, it, 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 it was meaningful to one of our central characters of the show. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's solid gold there.
1: So let's comment a little bit about, cause you said it's meaningful for a central character of the show. One of the things that I liked about this episode was you get to see in their own way, Ryan and Yaz and Ryan and Graham having what I consider growth, you know, in their um, relationships with each other. Did you guys feel the
0: same way? Oh, absolutely! And um, a- after we've been feeling the Yaz has been kind of stuck to the sidelines, uh, it was great to leave her in the uh, in the engine room. Yeah, uh, as the only one there who's actually got a gun, and and here's guns again in the episode. And you notice the doctor was saying, "Look, here's a gun, use it." <laughs> so we just like to point that out. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean. We already know that it's that you can't kill the thing. So, you know, that's OK. But, you know, if she's going to hand a gun to somebody, it better be it better be. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and
0: I really I really appreciated that that there's no question about that. That's just let's just take her seriously uh, as as somebody who does what she does for a living. Um, and um, and that gets and she she mentions it a couple of times. So I really like that. But yeah, Yaz um, learns in the course of this episode um, that that Ryan is the one who found his mother when she died. I mean, he, apparently he was there, and um, and she's deeply touched by that. It, so it, it's just brought them closer. He's now shared that with with somebody in this group. So you know, it, it, I just love that moment with them. So
2: what did you think, Clarence? Yeah, I just totally totally agree on both points. Um, Ryan's story as a thirteen year old, uh, his mother has a massive heart attack and you know he he sees her there i thought it may have been a little cliche to say that oh i remind my father too much of mm-hmm. uh the mother but i could i could see the point but i don't think that's any reason for a father to to leave and, <laughs> and go away but i i see what they're going for um in this story with that so i, I really enjoyed that and also i mean i guess through the whole birth sequence we get to see the birth buddies uh, have a bit more bonding and going through yet another experience together. And although, um, although Graham doesn't get the fist fist bump uh, at the end, they still are growing together. And I, I love that. And, you know, just to see them to become even closer and closer over the course of the season has, has been pretty cool
0: there There's nothing like sharing these kinds of experiences to bring people together that's a that's yes. a psychological fact you know uh and I'm glad you mentioned the fist bump because I wanted to ask do you guys wanna see them to see that fist bump uh by the end of this season? Oh yes, oh yes, I do. you think it's coming if the Ryan's gonna do it yeah, and and, I think it's going to be very sad too. Mm, and it, it and honestly, somebody- is.
2: As one of them is dying. You oh, yes. I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> I mean, it gives me emotion even now to see, you know, now it's just in more of a playful sense because I think Ryan and Graham both know that they deserve to do it now. But it's just kind of, uh, nah, not now. You know? It so, is I cool mean, that it,
0: that it's, it's going to be on Ryan's terms. Yeah. Because Graham's the one who keeps, you know, making the offer. But yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, it's an opportunity to do another shout out that I actually meant to do a couple of weeks ago that, uh, uh, uh at the risk of, uh, of promoting uh, somebody else's podcast. Um, we, <laughs> which we do all the time. Anyway, uh, I'm now, uh, subscribed to, uh, who watch the Tarbis ladies time and relative blackness in space, and have been thoroughly enjoying their, their review of the season so far. Uh, although there are many things about which we disagree and, uh, I would say respectfully, I think, but, uh, I, I I listened first to their episode about Rosa and was really, really interested in so many things. Um, for one thing, I wanted to argue with them as somebody who is from North central (laughs) Alabama, they're saying that the accents are completely wrong and they're actually not. But (laughs) so, you know, I did want to kind of get on their show and say, um, let me tell you that (laughs) I, I know it sounds weird, but Montgomery is its own thing. And they actually do talk like that. But, uh, but one of the things that I'm fascinated by in their conversations, and it, and it's three people, you know, just like us talking, um, is that if I'm if I'm if I'm hearing them right, they really, really, really do not want to see that fist bump ever happen. Wow, really? Yeah. Well, now and, uh, they they do call Graham Graham Cracker,
2: oh, and that's, uh, that's
0: bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad so and a lot of other cracker related nicknames oh. um, which uh you know take that take that for for what you will but um yeah but they i think they feel that graham doesn't deserve it or something like that and, and now that i've said that i i, I really want to my, my fantasy now is for us to have for us to somehow get a show where there's all six of us on it. Oh, that sounds I, ju- I just <laughs> I just want to get us all in the same conversation cuz so, uh, cuz the three of them are super smart and they're really funny and I just, and they really care about the show and I I just I am thoroughly enjoying.
1: Well, so if the three of them are listening and they all of a sudden get a, an email or a message or of some sort from somebody named Kyle they will know who
0: that Kyle is because that's Kyle. That's oh, that's who that is. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, fist bump didn't happen in this episode. Maybe we, may not
1: happen. Maybe maybe the three of them could come on uh, here and we could kind of hash out discuss the fist bump.
0: It's <laughs> true. We'll just do an episode maybe after the, the season's over, <laughs> just about the fist bump. Or we'll, you know, we'll talk about Graham because you know their thing is the. Shouldn't be on this journey. It should be, and and my feeling is, yeah, I think we're supposed to feel that way. I think, I think, but I think the genius part is that Graham feels that way,
2: and I don't know. Uh, We'll we'll see
0: what happens, right?
2: Yeah, and it's it's funny how we've kind of got the sense of the type of woman Grace was just from that episode, and whenever they make a comment of, oh, Grace would have been here. She would have done this, or it would have been totally different if she would have been here. I think we're kind of like visualizing that in our head and kind of yeah. having a chuckle <laughs> as right. we listen to them talk about it. Because, you know, even from that one episode, we're like, I, I think we know who that character is. Yeah. You know?
0: yeah. No, I think that's that's really the brilliance of it. Grace is on the show. She's with them every step of the way. Exactly. and yeah.
1: and, in a, and in a way, I think she's more with them than if she would have been on here simply because they are in such dire need to honor her memory. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. I think that's well put. Yeah.
1: So here's somebody that they would probably not argue should be on the, um, TARDIS team as it is. Astos or Mabley. What did you guys think of those two characters? <sighs> Poor
0: Astos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was obviously uh very efficient and, uh, and a smart guy, and and very professional, and we didn't get to know him for very long. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I, you know, his, his dying words were to support Mably, and I, I, you got to love that. Uh. So I like that little story for her that she she doesn't think she can do this, but uh, everybody else does, and the ones who believe
2: in her make her right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What do? You, what, what about you, Clarence? What do you think? Yeah, I think Astos commits the cardinal mistake with the doctor of splitting up. Never split up. It's a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then moments after she mentions the the pod being jettisoned, he steps into the pod. Like rookie mistake. I think he said rookie mistake. He says rookie mistake <laughs> and he and he says my fault. Now he, he 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 owns it. Yeah, but, but, you know, for the few short moments we got him, I, I love the type of leader he kind of, kind of was for the, for the ship. And we learned that, that he's kind of taken Mobbly under his wing to kind of give her more confidence and kind of tell her that she can actually do this. And, um, I think we see her find a little bit more of that confidence throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really enjoyed that her working with the doctor and friends to kind of, um, uh, get back in one piece.
1: Yep. And, you know, talking about the decision he made to go into the pod, if you take into consideration how much adrenaline slash fear slash bravado slash whatever emotion might be going on, he probably wasn't totally thinking straight when he did that. It was, we've got to protect. I'm, you know, every look, I'm over. I'm, I've got to protect all these people and then oops, look, oh crap, look what I just did kind of thing.
2: No doubt. And you know, I ca, yeah, I kind of wonder, was this, (laughs) was this episode also a commentary on automated system, systems, automated cars, (laughs) whatever it be, because we see, we see that this ship is pretty much a ship from hell. Uh, (laughs) You know, it seems like they're in this impossible thing where if something goes wrong, um, there's no there's always this test case that was not tested or that was not even thought of or imagined. Uh, And the Pating is that test case. So I I, I just love kind of that battle back and forth uh, of how they had to fight with the ship, fight with the Pating. And, you know, it made for a great episode.
1: Here, here. So let's talk about Eve, Darkus, and Ronan. So when you're talking about the automated ship, they basically break into the automated ship and take control. So, Clarence, what, what were your thoughts of the brother-sister relationship and also the caregiver-slash-consort-slash-clone of Ronan?
2: Hmm. I don't have a lot of thoughts on Ronan. Um, he kind of served this purpose in the episode. I don't think you just stand out or anything. Uh, on Eve, hmm. it seems like when I was watching her on screen, and I felt that you always have this leader, and it could be you know the 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 head of the household or or, or you know political leader, whatever. You have this leader who has this public perception that they have to be this, you know, knight in shining armor or this infallible being and i think that's what she was attempting to be and it just was catching up with her um you know um i do like the fact that her and and um dirkus you know finally had the chance to kind of um mend some fences that that were um between them and were able to kind of get their relationship to a point to where, you know, even though Eve did not make it, they were by the end. I think they both were satisfied with where they ended up. Uh, and I, I really loved that in the episode.
1: So Lee, what about you? What did you think?
2: Mm,
0: all the same things. And, um, I, I was struck that, um, if, it. In a way, I saw this as being an episode that was kind of about gender roles. We have the guy who's having the baby. And then we have this woman who is in a very traditional, very stereotypical male role, including the male stereotype of, I'm fine. Give me another one of those shots.
2: Yeah.
0: You know? Um, I know guys like that. I mean, I've been that guy. You know? No, I'm okay. I'm I'm bleeding a little bit, but I'm, okay. it's going to be fine. <laughs> and, of course, the doctor's doing it, too. You know, her ectospleen has been broken or something and she's she's saying, No, I'm fine, I'm just gonna walk it off, you know. So so the women are being guys and the and the guys having a baby and uh <laughs> um I I loved it. I loved that.
2: Yeah.
0: And and you know, I'm I'm very interested in robotics and artificial intelligence. So I was fascinated by Ronan. I I really like the way uh David Shields looks in this episode, and um I I like he's clearly there to be Eve's um, strong right arm, and yeah. he he has to be told to do otherwise by her. And I, I don't know. I, I I just really liked him. And then we all have this kind of twinge when he says, "Well, no, what's left for me now is shut down." Oh, is oh, yeah. okay, yeah. But we did, we didn't want that, <laughs> you know. Um. So um. Yeah, I I did. I loved uh, I loved all three of them, and I and I love that Durka gets to really gets to save the day. So there was something
1: about her, and I don't know what. But there was something about her that was very familiar, and I and I can't put my finger on it. Using that phrase again, I can't put my finger on it, but I can't put my finger on it. What was very familiar about her? Mm. Are now. you leading us? No, no, I really <laughs> yeah. am not. I I no, I'm I'm not trying to like be uh secretive and like oh well now. No, I really don't know what That's it was. That's
0: because she's yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I really don't yeah. know. There was just something. Maybe it was mm. the way the actress looked. She may have looked familiar mm-hmm. in some way, but I don't know. Just there was just something about her. So, let me ask you guys, was there anything else I've I've covered and we've covered quite a bit. Is there anything else in your notes? That we have not covered yet.
2: Yeah, I have have a few things. I I, I just want to talk about the doctor. Uh, I don't think we talked about the doctor Ah, much in this episode. Was she in this? (laughs) (laughs) But I think maybe one of my favorite points in this season as a whole is when the doctor is in the nav chamber and she's attempting to solve this issue with Mobbly, And she says, imagine the solution and work to make it a reality. Whole world's pivot off imagination, and that's like my doctor quote so far. Because mm. it, you know, simple, but it sounded so profound to me. And I, I guess I'll go even further to say, maybe that next few minutes where we see the doctor, and he, even throughout this whole episode, I feel like this this doctor works in the open. She's op- the open source doctor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she she is reasoning out this problem, going through this maybe in a version of the scientific method or whatever, out loud to us. And, you know, early on in the season, it just felt weird to me. But now as we're five episodes in, I'm starting to love that. And and uh, the way she worked this issue out loud of these different, this tug of war, these different things, the explosion, the pating, all pushing against each other. I just ate it up completely and I loved how she's thinking out loud in this episode.
1: Very good. What about you, Lee? What did you think?
0: I, I think that's a, that's a great observation. And, and and I guess there's been something sort of vague that I'm really enjoying about the doctor. I haven't, uh, not vague, but I mean, I haven't been able to put it into words. So uh, Clarence, I think you just put it into words for me. I, I think that's it. Um, I'm surprised Um, well, I guess I'm going to be infinitely surprised by people hating on this, this season. But one of the things that I've been seeing people complain about is that there isn't enough humor. And and I I guess my explanation for that is, well, if you're sitting down here with your arms folded across your chest and saying, I hate this show. Yeah, you're not, you're not going (laughs) to. It's not going to make you laugh, but I just think uh, there's a a lot of great opportunities for humor in this episode, and I love the whole thing about uh, the, picking pick a number from one to a hundred and set it to set the bomb <laughs> off, you know. And, uh, yes, yeah, if I'd known that's what it was, I would have picked a higher number. And then as it starts ticking down, the doctor says, you should have picked a higher that number. number. <laughs> yeah. I just, there's so many things like that in this episode. I love the doctor's casual mention that she's a doctor of, among other things. I go, I don't know if you caught that or not. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, also candy floss, which, uh, over here we say cotton candy. So yeah, she's. A doctor. Oh, that's she's, what that yeah, is. I yeah. I was fixing to say, she's, I didn't know what that was. It's a doctor of cotton candy, so yeah, okay. But also music problems, people hope. Okay, so yeah.
1: I agree. That was the first time I felt like I had a doctor speech. So Clarence, you're 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 mm. so right in that. And my other favorite doctor moment was using a stethoscope. Yeah, that's cool. yeah. which she has in
0: her pocket apparently. So yeah.
1: well, <laughs> remember she had empty pockets at the beginning. Yes, so
0: now she's. Doesn't have empty pockets. She said she had time to fill her pockets.
2: Yeah, we uh, we got the sonic. Sonic got ate and spit out. Uh-huh. With no energy, which was cool, right? And and honestly, I think we blew the budget for the season on this episode. <laughs> well, <laughs> um,
0: being being on that uh, recreation of the Enterprise. Uh, it uh, in uh, for um, Star Trek Continues was a reminder to me that one of the things that was always brilliant about that original set for the original series, and they did this on Next Generation, too, was that all you need to do is build a few feet of corridor because the, you film people walking down it. Then you turn them the other way and film them going the other way. And it looks like this corridor goes on forever. And as long as there's a T intersection where it goes somewhere else, well, then you've multiplied the possibilities, you know, by 100. Because now you can have them turn left around that corner and can turn the right around the corner. Yeah. So you can create the illusion that the corridors just go on and on and on. And they really don't. It's just, you know, it's oh. just all camera angles. So I think there was a lot of that on yeah. the ship. I think we saw the same corridor uh, over and over again, kind of a lot. And uh, so I think some of it was very clever use of materials, but all of that CG—that was some beautiful oh, yeah. puppeteering. That's um, just creating. There was just there wasn't there was never a moment where I didn't believe that the Pating yes. was in the same room with them. Yes, yes, yeah,
1: a
2: hundred percent. agree and, with that.
1: And, and and even down to the detail, from you know like the features of the Pating and the way he moved. Yes, totally. He mm-hmm. totally bought it. And I would you know, buy a, a patine, just FYI, BBC, <laughs> if you're listening. I would totally buy a patine. Um, man, if they marketed the adipose, they're certainly going to do patine. <laughs> exactly. I didn't buy an adipose, but I would no. buy a patine. I
0: would rather it not be plush, just mm-hmm. FYI, if you're listening. <laughs> Watching it the second time, I noticed that there's this sort of it's not a smile, but it's just this sort of, okay, kind of look <laughs> on his face as he goes off into space. It's like, all ready. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was fun, you know. <laughs> okay, corny joke time. The patine uh,
1: would probably be good paired to the entity that was taking over the Radio waves for the British coronation back in series two with it's the true. thing that was going feed me. Yeah, I
0: think yeah, the wire and the pating would get on like a like a house on fire. Yes.
1: Yeah, or maybe they wouldn't because then they would be both trying to compete for what's <laughs> deep. Well, that's
0: true. Yeah, <laughs> one of them would eat the other. But yeah. Gotcha.
1: So, guys, any other comments before we do our final review?
2: Yeah. I, I'll just add real quick, the look of the trash planet, even though we were just there briefly, oh, yeah. Um, it reminds me, and some Marvel fans may even have thought this, of Sakaar on Thor Ragnarok. Uh, To me, it was very similar. Mm-hmm. And to me, it, it, again, looked very believable. That looked like a place I can go stand in. And, mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> well, we around. saw
0: them all digging through yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of that is built in CG, I guarantee you. So that's another yeah. one. It's like that uh, the toxic waste dump in uh, Arachnids. Yeah, which, which is fantastic.
2: Which is fun to me. So now we have this idea of junk galaxies. Yeah. And, you know, after we got that great envi- environmental message in Arachnix, uh, you know, um, so much for the environmental message of the future, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, it's just all the garbage ends up in one place. And it's, yeah, <laughs>
1: <very> <laughs> that's how it's
0: going to be. And of course, you know, it made me think of uh, the, uh, the planet and the brain of Morbius or uh. Spaceships yep. have been crashing for generations. So, yeah, that's what I thought. I, th- I thought for a minute we were gonna, we were gonna see Solon again, but uh, who knows? I uh, so my my thing very quickly is that I really appreciated uh, Eve's incantation and in that they let uh, Ronan be the yes. one to say it. Well, he did. He said it would be my honor, and uh, I told my wife. I think I now know what I once said at my funeral. Oh. She said, oh. She said, "Well, write it down." <laughs> <laughs>
2: That <laughs> was really cool, because I think the Doctor knew it, but the other, you know, of course, Ryan and Yaz yeah, and Graham didn't, but the That's Doctor right. was chanting along as well.
0: I thought that was very nice, yeah,
2: that that the Doctor clearly knew it all by heart.
0: Yeah,
1: very nice. So, my thing on the Trash Planet was it didn't look like Thor Ragnarok, but it did, for some reason, remind me of the Trash Heap from The Walking Dead, where some of the characters were living at one point. Ah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. And my question for you guys, cause I can't recall. Did our friends make it back to the TARDIS or the ship as she's calling? it? We don't know. Yeah. We assume yes, <laughs> because they're in the past, uh, next, uh, episode, but yeah, we didn't <laughs> see them actually return. Right. But we were told how they're
0: going to get back. So, ah, yes. Yeah. May- maybe that's sufficient.
2: And, We also find out that they've been on other adventures before they got to the junk uh, junk planet.
0: That's right. This is the first time we've had one of those uh, unrecorded adventures references uh, with uh, uh, Graham and Yaz and Ryan. Indeed. So,
1: guys, let me ask you a question. If you were to give a rating, a final
0: rating of one to five, what would you give this? Lee, I'll start with you. My impulse is to give it a five. So I'm just going to go with that. And and nerds to the people who are saying this is the worst episode ever, as I have been seeing on social
2: media. So whatever. Okay. All right. Clarence, what do you say? I'm gonna be right up there with them. I really can't find a real issue yeah. with this episode. I I ate it up and on second viewing enjoyed it even more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think yeah. I did too. I think, yeah. <laughs> Oh, so
1: let me think. All right, so I'm gonna, I gotta, I gotta figure for a second. So help me out here. Pating, 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 pating. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. I will give it a five. There here you go. go. It had pating. <laughs> so, guys, let me ask you: if you were wanting to let others know where they could find you, where might that be? And Clarence, I'll start with you.
2: I uh, just go over to discussingnetwork.com where you can find all of the podcasts or most of the podcasts that I'm on. So check it out. DiscussingNetwork.com. Good deal. Mr.
0: Shackelford, where about you? I'm going to keep stubbornly pointing people towards my radio drama serial, which seems to be forever on hiatus, but that is relativity. And the place to find it is on any podcatcher and at relativitypodcast.com. Good deal. And I would like to give a
1: shout-out to one of our co-hosts on Discussing Trek for asking Clarence a question at the end of last night's episode, or, yeah, yeah, we did record last night, on the most recent episode, I should say, um, that opened up an excellent point to talk about relativity. So, Jonathan, kudos to you. And for anyone wanting to find out, other things that I'm working on, go over to YouTube and check out our YouTube channel and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can do that at youtube.com slash discussing network. So once again, everyone, thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast and we will be back next time. You've been listening to the discussing network.
0: Find out more at discussing network.com. Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again, 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre, they've got an audiobook. And these files play on smartphones, Kindles, tablets, in fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Discussing Who, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new audible subscription and you can choose anything at all from that vast library but we know you want to get one of their absolutely fantastic doctor who titles which include new adventures of the doctor but also torchwood and river song and they're performed for you by actors you know and love wonderful voices tom baker alex kingston david Tennant. the list goes on and on so try it out for 30 days And if at the end of the month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So look at it this way, free Doctor Who book. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussing who. That's audibletrial, all one word, a-u-d-i-b-l-e-t-r-i-a-l.com slash discussing who, also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that?